changed my life so much that my son's middle name is his name. Do you want to be impacted in a way like that, that it changes you and your family and everyone who will ever meet Benjamin Sway forever? I think that's pretty cool. I'm going to go to the next slide and talk about two, just two kids that I've met on Teams. And these are some of the kids that you get to meet on Teams. The little boy on the left is Sway. I remember going into the room, first time in China, still being pretty terrified of being there by myself at 23, not sure what was going on, and seeing what I thought was a pile of blankets on the floor and seeing them move. I peeled back the blanket and I saw Sway's face. And that was it. Hook, line and sinker. I was in love. I fell in love with him as quick as I did my own children because God gave me a heart for this little boy. And he was incredible. He was three months old. But you know what? He taught me more about the value of life than some of the cleverest preachers and lecturers and whoever I've ever heard. When it says that his form was knitted together by God, it was and it was not a mistake. And some people would say that this little boy, you know, he was in pain, he suffered, maybe it'd be better off without him. Absolutely not. The impact he had on me is one of the greatest privileges that I feel God's given me, just to know him. And I think everyone here missed out because you won't meet him, because sadly he went to live with Jesus shortly after I met him. But you missed out because he was awesome. The, just I can't describe what being him with him was like, apart from it was pretty close to, I imagine, being with Jesus, because he was just incredible. And he just gave grace and love in his own little way. And the little girl on the, my right, to your right, is a little girl called Sutsa. I met her when she was 11 months old, and she has the flattest head I have ever seen at the back, because bless her, she's quite severely disabled. So she could just be left in her cot pretty much 24 hours a day, because she wouldn't make a noise. Um, and she's blind, and she's got cerebral palsy, and she's got some other conditions. Um, and because she just lie there, the carers just left it because there was other things to do and they had a lot of kids to very few carers. And now she giggles and she smiles and she laughs and she has therapy every day and she has carers who really care for her. And I've got to see that adventure. I kind of think of her as like a little niece. I've got three wonderful nieces and she's kind of my fourth. Um, because I've seen a girl from 11 months old and she's 10 now and a beautiful young lady. And she's wormed away into the heart of all the carers. And even though she can't really bounce on a trampoline, when the trampoline's out, the carers make sure she has first go over some of the more able kids, which makes no sense, but they love her. And the carers have learned from people like me going over, loving those kids in front of them, showing them what it's like to love kids and play with them because they don't really have that experience there. And, yeah, the, there's a picture on the last slide. Another thing that I've kind of learned on teams. I think I'd been to the place called Hung Yang and I got to know those kids and they were awesome and I'd seen amazing changes there and I'd seen God do incredible things. And then Phil and I went to one of the other orphanages called Samanshire and I walked into it and just looked around and just that reality of the verse that the poor will always be among you, that they will always be poor. And it was that thing of like, oh look, they're here again. And I don't know any of these kids, but they've all got stories. And I could go to another Chinese city and another Chinese city and there would be kids that need our help. And so I guess it reminded me partly of the fact that our work isn't done. So although they've done great things and it's much better than it used to be, there's still loads to go. 
But also just that thing, my dad is a wonderful man. My family don't know Jesus, but they're wonderful parents, wonderfully supportive. And something he often says to me in a really caring way is, Laura, what you're doing is great, but you know you can't save the world, right? You just, you know that. It's like, yeah, dad, I know that. But you know what I know? I changed the world of Sway. That I changed the world of Sitsa. That I changed the world of Yushin. And that's enough. And it's not... It's not me, it's God in me. You know, so if you want to change the world of a kid and have your world changed, please be brave enough to ask whether you should go to China. Isn't that right, Benjamin? (laughs) So that's a little bit about going on a team. So you know about China, you can share about China, you can be brave enough to ask God if you need to go on a team. I'm going to play one last video, no more videos after this, of our friend Luke who went to China for a year. Um, So he had a bit of a different experience than us. And um, he's made a little video about his time in China. And then Phil's going to share a little bit about sponsoring kids. Um, And then we're going to have a bit of a time to reflect. So we're just going to watch the video that Luke made. If you don't know Luke Thompson, he's a great guy. Tab and Steve's brother and brother-in-law. Watch the video of Luke's year in China. And then Phil will come and speak to you about sponsoring kids. You're here I'm not alone There is peace In my soul I find rest 
can't think how many times I've watched that, and every time I watch it, it absolutely destroys me. But there we go. I'll try and make a kind of recovery. Apologies I, before I start. I'm going to give a health warning here. Is I am a, I'm a kind of a teary kind of person, generally. And um, some people can cry and talk. When I, as soon as I feel emotional and get upset, it tends to completely and utterly paralyse my voice. So I will try and get through this. But... As we said earlier on, I absolutely fully believe that these children are worth our um, sadness, our, um, and, but also our like, extreme joy. I, when I, I find when I watch that video, it's just a complete mixture of emotions of absolute joy and then, like water squirting out of your eyes joy, but also sadness as well in amongst the mix of it. And it's, just a, it's just all kinds of emotions going on. So I'll try and get it together for you. And... Uh, I'm going to talk a bit about sponsorship. Now, um, when I first met Laura, she'd already been to China um, a few times, a couple of times, and uh, she had a sponsor child out there, Sitsa. But we also used to, um, we used to speak to each other on the phone. I was in Glasgow at the time, and Laura was uh, in Wigton. Um, if you're from Cumbria, you might not know where Wigton is. Um, just joking. Um, so, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we used to speak to each other every morning. We used to pray about lots of different things as we, as we spoke to each other every morning. And one of the things we used to pray for was um, a lot of sponsored children. So there was uh, Ying Ying, Kuka, Tsutsa, and Rong Rong. Now, amazingly, only Tsutsa is left in the orphanage now. The rest of them have all been adopted, which is just brilliant, fantastic. But that kind of led me on to also um, Laura's sponsored child in China. I, I, I really wanted to have a, a sponsored child in China as well because I saw the relationship that she'd been able to build up. And um, we uh, went out to China and um, go to the next slide, Bill, please, Bill. I walked into uh, the room where I was going to be working with um, young girls. I hadn't really worked with people with special needs before. Um, just to warn you, if you did go out to China, it can change things. I went out as an RE teacher and then spent seven years after this working with special needs children. Um, <laughs> didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> um, so... Um, I wasn't sure, I walked into the room there's loads of children around and I wasn't really sure what to do as I said, I didn't have much experience and I, I just wasn't quite sure um, and I, I just, one, one little girl caught my eye she was just lying on the floor on a mat um, and not really able to do much and whatever reason, I made a connection with her so I picked her up and uh, this is Ying, uh, this little girl here and kind of carried her around whilst I was there and at the beginning and the start, I thought, this is going to be a really weird trip because she doesn't give much back. Like, I'm investing loads into this little girl, but I'm not getting much back. She's kind of just numb to what's going on around. So I kind of carried her around and I took her over to the air conditioning and I held her near to the air conditioning and I took her to the window and showed her out, trying to get some reaction out of her. And after a couple of days, I started to get these little kind of tweaks at the side of her face and she would start to look at my face and she was starting to engage with my face and she would kind of sometimes put a hand up. She had several pauses but sometimes it would be a bit of a clout in the face rather than a feel in the face. Um, and she started to kind of come out of a shell. And then she smiled. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my word. It was like that, that experience of seeing somebody. Apologies for the tears. <coughs> apologies. Um, not apologies. Um, seeing the smile come out of somebody who's been completely locked into themselves and I don't know if it was the first time she smiled but indi indications were that it probably was one of the first times she'd ever smiled and seeing that on somebody who is about seven years old and seeing that for the first time it was just incredible it was the most beautiful smile I possibly have ever seen so 
I had loads of hope that, that things were going were gonna to go well for, for Jow, and I started asking the carers about a bit more information about Jow and what had happened to her. Um, she just had a tough time. Um, it, it, things hadn't been good for her. She was seven years old, and she weighed just over 10 kilos. Um, that's about twice the weight that Ben was when he was born. So that kind of puts that into some, some perspective. There was just nothing, nothing to her. And I looked in the book, and I got one of the people to explain what the numbers meant in it, because I don't read Chinese, and her weight was going down. It was and I found it really hard to have hope in that situation, to come away from there, from this child that you, you just love, and have hope. So, um, I've got a verse. I've got notes and everything. Um, probably won't look at them. Probably can't see. Um, so, uh, Romans eight twenty four to 25. For in this hope, um, we're saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And I think that verse there just absolutely summed up the experience of coming away from there. Everything suggested things were not going good. Everything suggested things were going to be bad. And I dreaded hearing the news. Um, so, after returning back home, after a few weeks, um, I tried my best to read uh, a little article that got published on the ICC's website. Um, in July 2012, an ICC short-term team visited Stammensha, which is where Yingying lives, project, for two weeks. Perhaps um, if we start at the beginning. Uh, Yingying arrived at the Welfare Centre in 2007 at just a few months old and was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. When she was two, Yingying was sent away to a therapy hospital in a neighbouring town for over two years. She returned to the Sanmenshare Welfare Centre in November 2011. For several months after Yingying returned, she spent most of her time in a wheelchair or lying on a mat. Her mobility was very limited, and she was small for five years. Slowly, she began to eat better, and carers and therapists worked to build her muscles. In July of 2012, an ICC short-term team visited the Sanmenshare project for two weeks. One young man, that was me, I was young then, um, still reasonably young, um, one young man uh, took a special interest in Yingying and spent most of his time carrying her around, talking to her and playing with her. As the days progressed, Yingying's whole countenance changed. She frequently smiled at a new friend, oh that smile, <laughs> um, and interacted more with the world around her. The short-term team member and his wife um, decided to continue their connection with this special girl by sponsoring Yingying through ICC's hand-in-hand program. Since that time, Yingying has progressed very fast. She is now able to sit in a chair <laughs> independently and smiles a lot when on the rocking horse and sitting at the table. This stuff, this is the stuff that I just <laughs> barely dared believe would happen. Um, through the hand-in-hand project program, a sponsor couple watches the fruit of their love and devotion to this beautiful girl via regular updates, photos of Ying Ying's progress. In this way, though they are now geographically separated, um, I'm trying to get the water out of my eyes. I think it's hay fever, I'm not sure. Um, the three maintain their loving bond. So Laura had a special friend, and as we came back, 
I uh, decided that Ying Ying would be uh, the girl that I would sponsor. So if we flick onto the next slide, this was Ying Ying then. This was our most recent picture that we got through of Ying Ying. As you can see, huge difference. Um, even just in the way the orphanage runs a massive difference. When I was there, they just all, all the children had just had shaved, shaved heads. Um, just it's easier. They couldn't keep up with brushing the hair and stuff. And even that is just an in indication that things have changed. Uh, there's Ying Ying now with her beautiful long hair and uh, just developing well. She's filled out. She's doing great. Um, and uh, it's even hearing things like one of the letters we got re re received through recently was just saying that she was uh, getting upset when other kids were taking toys off her. Um, part of me like, hey, you don't take kids toys off my child kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm like, that's great because it's her being bothered, being fighting, having something about her that wants to progress. And she's doing, she's doing fantastic. And really looking forward to getting back out to, to, meet, to see her again. Um, so, I think what I wanted to say is here, sponsorship. And I'm, I know not all of us will be able to get out there. But the way that ICC do their sponsorship of children is fantastic. You get really detailed letters that are written by people who know the children deeply and you get regular photographs and you get to see these children journeying through um, as we started and the original pictures coming through and then you see each picture comes through and the, the child is obviously developing and you get the language in the, in the letters show that as well. Um, so, I had a special friend in China, Laura had a special friend in China. It came to Mamie's second birthday and we were thinking about what to get for a main present, and we weren't really sure. Um, so uh, we looked into and we thought, actually, what would be great is for Mamie to have her own sponsored child as well. So we, at the time, Luke was out in China, our friend Luke was out in China, and we gave him a, a sort of a, a very clear specification of which child we would like. Someone who's about the same age as Mamie, um, somebody who's very unlikely to be adopted so that she's got that consistency through, so somebody who's got severe disabilities would, would work so that she can kind of follow them right through. Um, before Luke even hearing um, this specification, he was already saying a name to us, which was Zhao. Um, and if uh, you pick up a theme here with Luke, our friend, he made a special bond with Zhao, fantastic special bond, which I'll talk about in a bit more detail in a moment. So we connected up the dots, and Mamie and Zhao are now sponsor friends. And this is a little article that we got. This is a picture from an article that was published in... Um, one of ICC's newsletters. They do amazing work, but they are a small, small charity, which is why we've, they've kind of talked about us a bit. It's not that we're particularly high up in the charity, it's just that there's not that many people involved in it. So they, they, they wrote this article, and basically the article is about how uh, to try and promote for children, and you can see Mamie's face there. She was so, anyone came to our house, she was showing us this picture of Zhao and telling people about Zhao, and at night time was putting her to bed. Would you want to pray? I want to pray for Zhao. And, and it was a connection. Because the letters are detailed, Mamie could understand what it was that Zhao was going through at that time. So at the time, Zhao was struggling with being weaned. Um, how old was she, Laura, when Mamie started sponsoring? Sorry, my brain's about four. And she was just been starting to be weaned away from just having milk onto solids, which... Um, was about the same stage as what Mamie was kind of, was kind of working through, was feeding herself. Um, so that was great for them to have that bond, and at mealtime when they were eating, would be, Mamie would be talking about that. So it just was a fantastic relationship that these two have built up. And what's really cool, which is a prayer point which we're going to come on to now, is that Luke, our friend, is actually progressing to see if he can... Um, it's really exciting to, to adopt Zhao and bring her back to the UK. Um, he, 
he just fell in love with Zhao when he was in, out in China. Hook, line, and sinker. And uh, so, yeah, it's a tricky thing for, for somebody who's an English citizen to adopt a child from China. But come... Um, so, sorry? Yeah. <laughs> come hell or high water, Luke's going to try and do that. So that's one prayer request I'm going to kind of leave with you. But it's also really cool because we specified that we wanted a child that was very unlikely to be adopted because of the needs were so extreme. And actually this child... When the reason for that was so that Mamie and Zhao could build this bond. But actually, Mamie and Zhao will be little friends because I totally believe that God's going to enable Luke to bring Zhao back. Um, if we flick on to the next slide, that might jog my memory is what we're doing. So, um, <clears throat> that writing's not super clear, is it? I think that's going to be a bit tricky to read, isn't it, really? Uh, right, okay. Um, <coughs> good job. Um, right, so... Uh, we might just have to abridge this section out. These are three, if you want to... I'll try and do something about that. Um, these are three main areas of Hengyang, and these are three specific cases that have given that we can pray for. If you flick on to the next slide, maybe, Bill. Oh, Laura knows what they say. So. Okay, do you want to just go back? I'll say what they say quickly. So, the, this little girl here is from Changsha, and she's just told some of the staff there that she... Um, has given her life to Jesus, which is amazing. Um, it totally happens there. It's still illegal to evangelize to anyone under 18, so you have to be very careful. But the charity have real free reign, and they do Christmas, and they do Easter with these guys. They pray with them. They sing with them. And this girl's, so this girl's really representing the kids, the carers in China who've become Christians, that they would know the fullness of that walk with Jesus, um, and they would have the freedom to express that. And obviously, we ask for more of that. Um, as well. These little kids at the bottom here, um, they are on their way from Hengyang to a hospital in Changsha to have an operation where they'll have like a tube put in their tummy. These kids are quite old and have been waiting years for this because there's been no surgeon and they've recently trained up a surgeon to do this. So they're on the way to pray for their health. And the little boy at the top He's been abandoned quite recently at quite an old age. He's got quite deformed hands. I think that was the reason. They don't really know. You don't get information as to why kids are abandoned. They're just left because it's illegal to abandon your kids. So people very much do it on the quiet. They don't provide information or anything. And he's just having a rough time getting... He started a school. He's struggling to kind of get involved in school and obviously just feeling this immense loss of the parents that he knew no longer being there. So I guess it's for the kids to get into schools. They're trying to promote that because disabled kids don't really go to Chinese mainstream schools, but the charity really try and push for that, but also for this little boy that he would have everything that the charity can give him to help him work that through that. So they're those main prayer points. And then... Um, the other one you maybe can't see it either um, you can only see the bold bits that I made bold which were the important bits but maybe without the context that's not going to help um, yeah the top one was the, the big prayer request was they want more professionals they're losing they need people like occupational therapists they need people like physiotherapists um, professionals so pray that the more like professionals would go as well as uh, willing volunteers who can just do all the other stuff as well um, adoption's a big prayer request as well um, orphanages are a bad solution to a bad problem if that makes sense as in like they're, in, they're, in, they're a needed thing in this situation but it would be much better if these, these children were adopted into families um, we're hope, they're hoping for a new community home um, praying for the healing of uh, trauma from abandonment 
when a child's abandoned, they, obviously that damages a child massively. Um, for long-term staff, it was energy and encouragement. People have been out there for 20 years. They are worn out. We heard one story of a lady who came back on furlough. She had like a six months back in Australia. She went to go and get some counselling. She debriefed about all the things that she'd experienced. Then the counsellor broke down. The counsellor had to go and get some, some, um, some counselling. And the lady decided that she would just debrief when she died in heaven with Jesus because it was too much. And I think it's just that thing of when you see the stuff out there, they've experienced some mad things and we really need to cover them with prayer. Relationships with the Chinese government, always a little bit tricky, but they do do great work. And one of them in there as well is I just ask you really to pray for Luke um, and his, as you, in pursuing the adoption of Zhao. Um, so those things there. We're gonna. I want to just. We're gonna break now, as we haven't got a time of worship. We're gonna break now. I'm gonna put some pictures on with some music. And during that time, I wonder if you could just think through. And what I really want to leave with you is ask. Like when Dave got said in that first video. Okay, this isn't the way it should be. Why aren't you doing something about it? And then God saying to him, "You've seen it. Why don't you do something?" I want you to consider during this as you're praying. What have you seen? And what are you going to do about it? What have you seen? And what are you going to do about it? If I can leave that one with you whilst this next bit plays a bit quiet music. Cool. Thank you very much. The end of this, uh, that will be the end. Uh, go and get your kids, yes. Come. Humble, so please use me. Oh.